Hello and welcome to the South Mims U podcast, the only place you can get close to the academic outliers who have the most interesting ideas. We don't do traditional academia here in the wilds of southern Hertfordshire. In this podcast, we're talking worms, earthworms, the creatures that Charles Darwin called nature's ploughs. And with me is one of our leading lecturers, David D. David, or Dave Dave. His specialist subject is music, but he's also very interested in worms. I'll let him tell you why. Dave Dave, why the obsession with worms? Obsession? It's not an obsession. Like, the word obsession is kind of derogatory. Oh, I I didn't mean to be derogatory, uh, Dave Dave. Explain your... um, deep interest in the subject of uh, worms. I detect a little, like, derogatoriness in there. Really, Dave, Dave? I haven't a derogatory bone in my body. Okay, but I'm sensitive about this. No, no, be assured. I I am fascinated, as are our listeners. Okay. Point is, worms rule. Worms rule. You mean they're cute little creatures who keep our soil fertile so we can grow crops on them and so feed ourselves? Yeah, that and, well... They rule. Rule what? Us. Us. Humanity, the world, maybe the universe. The universe? The organic universe. Okay, um, well, you'd better explain, Dave Dave. Darwin was, like, fascinated with worms all his life. He understood the way living things evolved. He defined what evolution actually was, and that's because... Yes? The worms told him the secret. You're serious about this, Dave Dave? Yeah, very serious. Uh, You'd better explain, because um, I'm afraid this sounds like a a pretty wacky theory on the the spectrum of, uh, you know, (laughs) the world being run by lizard people or aliens or something. You gotta understand, this is a serious theory. Oh, I understand that. You take it seriously, Dave Dave. You don't have to be patronising. Oh, I'm not being patronising, but you can understand my scepticism, can't you? Okay, okay. just look. I need to play... Any minor. That's better. Why the chord? It calms me down. And the worms like it. The worms like it. These worms. Oh, oh right. I didn't realise that little jar you have there is, had, has worms in it. I thought that, you know, that was, your, that was your weed. It is my weed. What, worms like marijuana? Worms like most things that are good for you. Charles Darwin, he played music to worms. He did? Yeah, he wanted to know if they could hear. He discovered they could definitely smell and taste. Like, they didn't go for some leaves, and they did for others. They like cabbage leaves, not sage. I've discovered they really, really, really like marijuana. At least (laughs) the South Mims worms do. Don't you, Casper, eh, Casper? Yeah, you do. You talk to your worms? Sure I do. They understand everything we say. So you better be polite. Okay. So please explain your theory. Look, worms are more ancient than us, than most species. They evolved from the first alien germs of life that hitched a ride on the cosmic dust of some early supernova. Was, is that chord significant? Yeah, E minor. It's my way of telling them that I'm talking about them. But you said they can understand us. They're in a jar. They can't hear us in the jar. But but the music, I mean, how do they hear the music? They don't hear it, they feel it. Big difference. Darwin found out that they smell and they talk, but they don't hear. They feel. 
they feel the vibrations of the music. Each chord has a different range of vibrations, so they know what the music is telling them. Like, they know what the earth is telling them, the planet, the vibrations that roll through the crust of the earth, and from those vibrations, they can gauge the health of the planet. It's like a rolling sea of vibrations. I see, but, but, but how do they control us? I mean, how do, how do they, as you put it, rule? If they stopped eating the soil and pooping it out, we'd all starve. Right, okay. If they went on strike, we'd all be dead in, like, a few generations. But wouldn't they be dead too? No, they'd just go deep underground and wait for us to go extinct. So what's the point of them ruling us then? They thought encouraging our evolution would be like a good experiment. See what happens if you let the mammals take over. I don't think they really counted on us, you know, killing each other in huge numbers and making the biosphere toxic or electing someone like Trump. So it's, it's their fault, really? No, it's not the worm's fault. It's just consequences. That's why they're taking back control. Well, how? They're intervening again. They're injecting hormones and chemicals into the soil, which is going into our food and then gets into our brains. And those chemicals are controlling our minds and our behavior. So you, you are serious about all this, right? Very serious. Plant's an ingenious one. Distract us from wrecking the planet and just, well, wreck ourselves. Well, that's not very nice. Worms don't need to be nice. They just need to survive, man. And th their survival is based on us not fucking up the world anymore. Consequently, we either have to change or go extinct. Simple as that. Oh, I see. So that's what you mean by they rule. Yeah, the chemicals in our brain. The worms control the chemicals. Tell us to eat junk food and get fat and die early. Hmm, interesting. And spend our time partying and getting drunk and chasing members of the opposite sex or the same sex or any intersex that takes your fancy. But then we'd procre procreate even more. That's not the point. It means we're focused on flesh and pleasure rather than screwing up the planet. I don't think that makes sense, Dave Dave. You don't? What do the worms say? making fun of me. Oh, no, I'm not. Seriously, I'm not. Look, it's simple. The worms, and like this sounds really bad when you say it, but it makes sense. The worms cultivate us for their own ends. How so? We're food. Food? What happens when you die? Oh, yeah, I see. We're food, but we're also a crop that's gotten out of control, so we have to be husbanded. Husbanded? Farmed. Right, farmed. But we go crazy. It's like Kudzu. You know, the weed that just grows everywhere and kills everything. Kudzu. It's bad, bad weed. It's not like good weed. Oh, okay, so you can't smoke it. Hell no. Humans are like bad weed, not good weed. So the worms got it wrong then? Not wrong, just we grew out of control. So we need to be distracted by these chemicals. Distracted so we don't mess things up for the worms. Yeah. Who are, like I said, ultimately in control. Uh, right, okay. When you're sitting in your office and you're thinking of ways to create more terrible plastic stuff... Well, I don't do that. <laughs> okay, but you might want to do that. Well, I don't want to do that. Okay, not you, but you could have the potential to have an idea for yet another terrible thing that will choke the world and make it too toxic for life or maybe decide to be a lawyer for one of the companies that do that, or vote for one of the bastards who do their bidding in the government. Okay, I get the point. But w what are the worms doing to distract me from doing any of that? 
They, I mean their chemicals, distract you by making you think about making love to your hot secretary. Well, I don't have a hot secretary. Your plain secretary is just as attractive in her own way. Dave, Dave, you're, you're betraying a pretty old-fashioned idea there, if I may say so. First, I don't have a secretary at all, and if I did, who's to say it wouldn't be a man? And their attractiveness, which is subjective, of course, would not play a part in their qualifications for the position. Okay, not a secretary then? A student, a hot student, and you start thinking about... But, <laughs> sorry, we don't do that either. Right, sure you don't, huh? I don't. Okay, okay, you're a saint, I get it. But my point is, that thought... Whatever that thought is, it's not your own thought. It's the worm's instructions. And Darwin understood this? No, Darwin didn't get that far. Darwin concentrated on understanding just how vital worms were to the way our biosphere works. So you're the first one to understand this? No, I can't claim that. The Egyptians worshipped the scarab beetles, but they were small fry when it comes to worms. So who made the breakthrough then? It's the musicians, man. The musicians? Yeah, it's the vibrations. You play music and the vibrations don't just go into your ears and your brain. They flow into the ground and they join the Earth's vibrations and they add to the waves of vibrations that ebb and flow through the Earth for billions of years. Every piece of music ever played is still down there and that's what makes the worms happy. Right, I can see that. It's a nice image. <laughs> Which musicians saw what Darwin didn't? Many of them, only they didn't know it. But there was one, Sid Barrett. Of Pink Floyd? Early Pink, yeah. Didn't he, I mean, uh... He had his problems, sure, tragically. But maybe there's a clue in a song that was written after he died by the rest of the band. It suggests that the worms were out to silence him. And which song is that? Hey You. What's your evidence? The lyric? No matter how hard he tried, he could not break free, and the worms ate into his brain. That could mean anything. I mean, it, it might be a literal worm, or... It wasn't a literal worm, but the worm's slime, the chemicals. Slime? When it rains, the worms come to the surface. They brave the birds, and they add chemicals to the water. And the water goes into the plants as well as the drains, and we're all affected. Okay. The ecosystem is one vast neural net controlled by the worms, man. Let me try and summarise your theory, Dave Dave. Sure, be my guest. Oh, are you telling them something? Yeah, be cool. It's okay for the humans to know this. Oh, all right then. Uh, well, might the worms be angry with you like they were with Sid Barrett? They might, some of them. I think there's a faction who want to keep this whole thing a secret, but... We believe the climate emergency means that we need to come out into the light and let people know that they're not the masters of the universe. They're not the pinnacle of the chain of life. They're just a link in a longer chain. Okay, all right. So, so your theory is that the worms created us as a crop. Cultivated us, yes. They bred us. Sure, they bred us. They selected us. And they eat us. Eventually, when we're good and tasty... But they don't kill us. I mean, they don't slaughter us like we do to cows and pigs. No, no, worms would never do that. We don't taste good alive. Do you eat live cows? Come on. Oh, of course, yes, yes. But, but what about Sid Barrett? They didn't kill him. They just 
reprogrammed him. He did the rest, unfortunately. He was a genius. Okay, so the worms believe that their crop, us, has started to get out of control and they need to rein us in and modify us. Yeah, genetically modify us. That's what they're doing. But how? Make us less active, less angry. Though that's not going very well, is it? It'll take a few hundred years. But we can do a lot of damage in that time. That's the risk they take. Worms don't move fast. They move slow. They can regenerate, too. It's, like, miraculous. It's how they made up the story of Jesus. Wait a second. They made up the story of... of... Jesus, yeah. Religion keeps us happy and means we do good things for other people, mostly. But often religion goes the other way. A bit of a flaw in the theory there. Isn't that right, Casper? Uh, oh, Casper is the worm in the jar. Yeah. Well, I think he's one of their leaders. He's leading this new era of human hybridization. Okay, so to continue with your theory, eventually, if we don't blow up the world first, humans will be domesticated to the point where they will stop messing up the planet. Yeah, that's the project. Will it work? I think it will. I'm an optimist. Major chord! That's how they understand optimism through a major chord, right? Sure. Vibes, man. Vibes. Well, and just one thing. How did Darwin realise they couldn't hear, but they could feel? He got his wife to play piano to the worms, and they didn't react. So he got his son to play the bassoon to them. The bassoon? His son played the bassoon, yeah. But the worms didn't do anything. And then what? So he put the worms on a box, and he put the box on the piano, and then his wife played the piano again, and they moved. They reacted. Simple but effective. The man was a genius. His last book was all about worms. The formation of vegetable mold through the actions of worms. It sold more copies than the origin of species. Amazing stuff. That is amazing. <laughs> he tried to calculate the weight of the soil, and he wrote about how the worms preserved ancient history by churning the soil over Roman buildings and artifacts. Amazing. You read that book, and you know who's in charge, man. Well, thank you, Dave Dave. That really has been fascinating, if a little unsettling. I certainly won't look at worms the same way again. You be respectful of those worms, man. Oh, I will. I will definitely be respectable. Can we have some weed now? Uh, oh, no, not on campus. Uh, I'll meet you in the pub. Uh, well, dear listener, that's it for this episode of South Mims Podcast. Please come back and give your brain another shot of weird academics. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.